When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving the Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Full of Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like a young couple Blair, huh? Best podcast, rushing in the air, huh? From the rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving the Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth, and with me today, as always, my co-host, the Stokely Hathaway to my Dave Cargill, Mr. Matt Scott. Matt, cut the shit. (laughs) (laughs) One minute in, I'm breaking records, yo. (laughs) How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I wasn't ready for that. And... (laughs) Damn, I really didn't deserve that. We gotta get, we gotta get hype. Get hype. Man, you're no nonsense today. Just slapping me around. Yeah, gotta be, gotta be. How I don't mind be? it. Hey, it's been look. It's been a week. It's been a it's long. Been a it's been a long week. It's been a busy week. It's been a uh, stressful week. It has been a news, a shitty news week. Oh, breaking <laughs> records again. Yeah, one minute <laughs> into the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> but been you know what? It's, I will say, hours, all I will say, up. I will say, it's good to have uh, the theme song by Isaiah Apol Bangers mm-hmm, in here, always. hyping us up. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm hooking up right. Ooh, bad reference. Yeah. We're mm. off to a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, How's your week been? <laughs> Yeah. It's been okay. You know, yeah. gotta stay busy. Gotta mm-hmm. keep it moving because if you don't, it'll get to you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, wrestling, there's been wrestling. There's lots of wrestling. Some would say. It's happening. Some would say. It's, it's, I wouldn't, happening isn't the word I would use to describe wrestling, but. I mean, it's physically happening. It, yes, literally, te- legally, it is on <laughs> TV. It is happening. It, there are questionable things about it, but it's working. It's going. Yeah. And the great thing is, uh, we have a great guest today. So we uh, do. Oh, my God, we do. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. My, they thought it was just us for a second. I yeah. did, too. I never know what's happening on this show. It's just... It's it's not like we have two hundred pages of of notes uh, yeah. that, we, that we use for this podcast. Um, but should I welcome in the guest? Yes, please. Even though I don't, even though I don't know who it is, um, making his way to the podcast, the leader of the less than two crew, the busiest man in reality TV podcasting, booked, busy, 
and Ballin, you might know him as the runner-up of the RHAP Pig Brother Brent Steele from this week. Please welcome the Twitch stream dream, the people's champ, Puyas and Vakili. Hey, Matt, Mari, thank you so much for having me back. It's good to be back. I'm excited. I'm pumped. And I've got just about enough coffee in me to get the day started. So we're living. (laughs) No. no, thank you for being here. And yes. it's an honor. It's a privilege. We don't know what we did to deserve you, but thank you. Stop you. this, Matt. Stop yes. this right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my title shot. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if you can earn that shot. Uh, I don't know. If and, I can. and thank you for being with us. On I know after a late night out because you were with the the less than two crew last <laughs> night doing some yeah. pod things. So thank you for joining us. Of it course. is early morning and we're going to try and get through this. So yeah. let's start out with uh, the news. Um, yeah. We love so, the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't we all? Um, Vince McMahon. He's, he's like, let's do some more dick swinging, I guess. Like, just a continuation of last week. Um, so if you know. don't know what's going on with uh, the Vince McMahon allegations, go check out our... Um, our podcast from last week where we broke down uh, the allegations, the shuffle of um, Vince McMahon stepping down as the CEO, but still having control creatively and um, Stephanie being named the interim CEO. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, so he came out in raw, at least in an open raw, I guess. There's a women open raw, if I remember correctly. Um, Yeah. yeah, But It truly was just kind of like, yeah, I'm out here. Thank you for making raw. Like it was, it's just like a lot of stats. Like, oh, this is the 1500 and 1517th episode of raw. It's the longest reigning episodic show. He was basically saying like, you're, it's, we're not going down. Like it was like, it was so freaking weird. And it's always even weirder to me that you have fans in the audience applauding and bowing down and just, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick. It's a lot. It's always been, I mean, it, and the thing is, it's always, you know, he've, he's always gotten the bows coming out and that's just very Vince McMahon showed up. This is a big deal, except obviously now it's just really strange. And you know, something I want to point out is that there are a lot of people like us who are not in the arenas, who are yeah. not at these shows, True. who are not like throwing trash at him. Um, like it's ECW 1998 or something like that. So. I always take the crowd reaction with a grain of salt. Yeah. And it'll continue to be like that, keeping people like that out when if you're gonna to continue to glorify like these type of actions and stuff like yeah. that. Puya, what's your take on this whole saga of Vince McMahon? Like, why are you here? Like <laughs> when something like this happens, doesn't it usually mean we're at least the silver line is we won't have to hear from you for a little bit? Like when <laughs> Stephanie gets announced as the interim GM, I was like, or like the the CEO, CEO. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, he's out. At least he's gonna be gone for a little bit. Then we find out that he's still gonna be in the background controlling things creatively. I was like, well, that's a bummer because yeah. I feel yeah. like he's not known what to do for a long time now. Then he shows up on SmackDown. It's like, okay, you wanted to push some ratings there. I did see a chart. Looks like the ratings did work out that night. Oh, definitely. For him. Um, yeah. But then you're here today. Why? Like, 
Go away. We don't need. Oh, ooh, John Cena is going to be coming. Yeah, we, we. you don't need to hype him up. John Cena will hype himself up. People will show up no matter what. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be here. So I exactly. do not understand this. I think 100% just given how Stephanie was gone in the middle of her own some kind of lawsuits that were happening and then he's given back the CEO spot and then he goes away, but he's still here. It's the McMahons trying to really hold down like this is our company and we're not leaving, which mm-hmm. I don't know if the strategy is going to work. I mean, if the audi- if the audience in Nebraska was giving you anything, it was that they were very happy to see him. But I don't know what the strategy is here. I don't know what the move is here. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah it's it's odd. And I mean, if I had to kind of point to one thing, one thing I'll, I, I want to point out just to follow up on something I mentioned last week. So YouTube likes are very interesting because oh, SmackDown right. last week, I, I just pulled it up and di- likes and dislikes. Um, like there are 32,000 likes from SmackDown June 17th, 59,000 dislikes. Then we go ahead to this week's Raw, and currently it's 41,000 likes and 14,000 dislikes. So it's almost like the, maybe the negative sentiment is sort of going down with Vince McMahon, which is really messed up. But the, I think part, the thing I want to mention with that is that he's just normalizing like himself and his behavior if he were to go yes. away then i think people would say oh this and by the way he was not there weekly at all exactly um, but like if he if he were to go away then people might look at that as more scandalous but he's walking out he's showing up he's doing his vince mcmahon strut like nothing's wrong he it's jumped like off the steps mm-hmm. he jumped off the freaking steps at the end of that because he's a 75 year old man he blew out his acls getting into the ring 15 freaking years ago like Both how is he jumping off the quads. steps mm-hmm. it's just a lot yeah. same you know what i don't care what he t- what he tore he could tear it all <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on so he's just normalizing it and that's like yeah. typical <clears throat> abuser behavior exactly yes normal normalizing like work power imbalanced like uh, abuse like it's just eh, it's i hate it i i truly hate it i it's i'm not surprised sadly i'm yeah. not surprised and you know what i will say the other piece of this too even looking at wwe.com it's frustrating because the photos that they have of him in the ring he's just smiling and cheesing and grinning and i'm like we're not going to pull that up on this show. Just show happy Vince McMahon in the ring, Ugh. despite everything he's done, despite everything that's going on. It's just, it's gross. It is gross. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. And then on top of that, he called John Cena the greatest WWE superstar of all time. Do we agree? I think it's okay. I, I, I'm okay with it personally. Because John Cena, look, uh, the only, the big thing I have against him is he just won't change his clothes. Like, he's always <laughs> worn the same freaking clothes through generations. Changes the colors, though. He d- Barely. He has, like, five colors he's worn, Booyah, maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, he knows his brand. But other than that, I mean, yeah, he's he's had so much staying power. He's had crossover power. Uh, who is Who else is maybe The Rock? But The Rock wasn't even around that much. Um, so I'm not mad at it. I just don't want it to come from Vince's mouth. Who yeah? I mean, if I'm getting an endorsement from anyone in the wrestling scene, he is not the one I want the endorsement from. (laughs) I feel like at this point, though, John will always be in the discussion of is he one of the best? He's held Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, he's uh, hasn't he held the most? No, he's no. close to Ric Flair's record. Is is that where he's at with the? He's tied with Ric Flair. He's tied. Okay, there we go. Um, there's that. He's also you know been the most active uh, wrestler when it comes to granting Make a Wish. Um, yeah, uh, kids. So he's done that. He's obviously now transcended over to Hollywood initially very poorly now very successfully with where he's at mm-hmm. so i can see why he'd get that endorsement i still think he's one of the few people who when he makes an entry everyone's gonna lose their minds i feel like he's regained some of the some of the respect that he had lost throughout the way because he used to be a very divisive person and i feel like given where the wwe is right now if he comes back everyone's like oh my god okay he's back you're cool okay cool so I feel like it's he's in the convo. I don't know if he's number one for me, but mm-hmm. right, I can see him people debating it, and I can see an argument for him. Yes, same. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not hating on John Cena. I mean, it's, it's just weird. It's just weird. Like, like the owner of the company calling you the like is John Cena okay with this? Like, is John Cena okay? I mean, he's always been associated with WWE, but directly his name coming out of Vince McMahon's mouth at a time like this feels very like again McMahon trying to almost get the John Cena rub. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, and and then yeah. Yeah, weird. I mean, that might weird be a now. like back to the YouTube likes thing. Uh, that might be a big reason for the fact that there are so many likes, so many more likes than dislikes. dislikes. Uh, yeah. So exactly. We'll see. Yeah, exa- yeah, that, exactly that. It's like it, that's what made it feel feel weird to me. It's like Mr. McMahon trying to like use Cena. First off, he used Cena as a reason for him to come out when we again, like you said, Matt, he did not need or Puya, he did not need to announce Cena's coming or whatever. And <laughs> but now he's also it, it felt weird. It felt weird. I didn't like it. It was um, weird. Speaking of conversations for the greatest of all time, uh, <laughs> are you guys ready for Ric Flair's last match? So 73-year-old Ric Flair will be wrestling at StarCast 5 in Nashville, uh, Tennessee um, on July 31st. So July 31st, of course, is uh, SummerSlam weekend. And just how with all of the the big shows, there's always smaller wrestling shows around it. And so this will be it. Right now, it's just Ric Flair. We don't know who the opponent is. And he did like a press conference talking about it. Uh, okay, so I think we've uh, established mm-hmm. on this podcast that we are not fans of watching like older people get beat up. I feel like that is <laughs> canon. Am I right, Matt? <laughs> I, I no feel like, comment. Okay. No comment. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. I mean, it, yes. look, in retrospect, I don't mind it. In the moment, I hate it. Mm. Because, mm-hmm. like, ugh, Mari, please keep going. This is just a mess. Yeah, I mean, like, why? As, like, as somebody who had the greatest, like, retirement match of all time, just, of course, to basically come out of retirement uh, six months later to do indie dates. It's like, I don't understand why he like did any of this to be quite honest. When was his, um, last, when was his retirement match? 
2008, uh, the, Sha- the Shawn Michaels, the Shawn Michaels retirement match. 14 years ago. Yeah, 14 Before years his ago. heart attack and everything else that would hit all this. Was it just a heart attack that he had in, I want to say 2019, 2018? He's been in and out of the hospital so much, Matt. I just, yeah. It was that one summer that Charlotte was gone, like the whole, it, I think that was like 2017-ish, 2017, oh something like that. It was it was when she they gave her the belt. Oh god! Um, yeah, he was on like almost on death door. Yeah, yeah, August yeah. He said August fourteenth, twenty seventeen. He had that yes. surgery um, yes. after a, a heart condition. Yes, exactly. Um, so uh, the Wrestling Observer quoted Ric Flair as saying, "The only concerns he is health wise and training." And returning was his inner ear issues, his blood thinners, which he said he won't take one that day, and his pacemaker. It's like, and he said you can just plug it back in. So you're worried about oh everything, my- just everything. What? Like, why? Why do you need to do this again? We literally yeah. just discussed how you are tied with the having the most reigns in WWE with John Cena. You have no reason to do anything. Why? And like, this isn't even going to be a good, in my opinion, I, mean, I don't know. Listen, I've not been watching the Ric Flair tapes to see how he's been practicing, but <laughs> I don't think this is going to be like, oh my God, you know, forget SummerSlam. You should have been watching Ric Flair go toe to toe with. Do we have any idea who's rumored to be facing him or just zero? <laughs> zero right what now. Are, what are the odds that we actually know who those people are? Like when they announce them, we'll be like, oh yeah, that's who that is. Or is it just going to be a random person? Uh, no, it ha- no, it's, it can't be a, like, can't be like a jobber because right. he, he's going to need somebody to carry him. So you don't want to entrust that to just a, a random jobber. Like my yeah. first thoughts, if we're going to know the person, maybe Andrade, because that is his, you know, son-in-law um, now officially. And he is a pretty safe worker from what I understand. Uh, like I safe with his father-in-law. I know exactly like that. Like I'm really thinking it has to be somebody young and who is a very safe worker. Like you don't, it, it's not going to be two old people in there throwing down. I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, we well, don't like, want that. Like that's the thing with with wrestlers who retire and then want to do the they get the one more match chance, they get the people pushing them to do it and some give in, some don't, but then it has to be the right circumstance for you to do that. Like Stone Cold comes out of retirement to face Kevin Owens, hasn't really missed a beat and it felt like the perfect fit just out of nowhere you do this one, you you look fine, you go Rick Flair to me hasn't I've not been like excited to see get back in the ring mm-hmm. I don't think ever since he's exactly. his last one. So to yeah. me this is a match I would I don't care who the opponent is I wouldn't watch because I would just be terrified of any botched spots or any exactly. like yeah. it's tough to watch. It's not even a ooh I can't wait to see him lose or win. No, yeah. it's just uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm with Very you bad. on that. And and the thing is I like I I definitely like I couldn't watch it until at least like like give me like at least a week to watch the clips of that match because <laughs> in the moment it's stressful after the fact it's stressful I mean if anyone's seen the movie The Wrestler right, yeah. it kind mm-hmm. of ends with Mickey Rourke's character Randy the Ram Robinson uh, apparently dying at the end mm-hmm. um, in the ring it, with the match um, so we don't want that to happen 
obviously, but we have mm-hmm. good reason to be concerned. Um, exactly. Not necessary. I'm, and I agree with what you said, Puya. Just in terms of speculation on who else could it, could it be? Um, there, you know, you you referenced Puya not watching the training videos. I did watch a training video clip like a Bless month or two ago, and it, uh. it featured yeah. I mean, he survived after that. So I was like, look, it's okay. It was wild to see him taking bumps, by the way. And he was training with Jay Lethal, Lethal, who he has a long history with and who back in TNA Impact Wrestling days, if you're watching on YouTube, here's a um, a picture of him, of Jay Lethal doing the figure four on Ric Flair. They have a history and they train together. And, you know, that to me would Mm -hmm. also feel relatively safe. Maybe because I just saw you know, Ric Flair take like a back body drop from Jay Lethal. And sur- you know, again, I keep thinking survive because yeah. it sounds like a, I don't know who would approve this match or medically clear him, but so as someone who probably doesn't know a lot about other promotions outside of WWE and now would like a very lighter look at AEW right. uh-huh. is Starcast going to like is the money lucrative here for him is he going to get a big payday um yeah from what i understand they actually um had to upgrade the um uh, arena for it like it went they sold out so quickly they then switched over to another arena but the the arena that they switched over to if i remember correctly was like seven thousand seats so (laughs) i'm assuming they went from like a small armory to then a a thing with seven thousand seats Whatever. Is, so, yeah. and most of it's going to be Rick's, I'm assuming. Yeah, because I mean, like this is you know the, talking about some you know wrestlers coming out of retirement for a one more match or another fight. Like, I don't think this is going to have like the Saudi Arabia backed money that causes you know like the Undertaker right. to come out for one more or like all the older no. superstars coming out. So, to me, this just doesn't make sense, especially when you're telling me that his last match would have been against Shawn Michaels back in. What fourteen years ago? Correct, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. two thousand eight. Yeah. Like why? I don't know. It just feels like you're coming out of retirement. You have more to lose coming out of retirement to do this. So unless you're securing a big bag that you need, I don't see why you're doing this. Outside of you miss it and and you want to experience it one last time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's scary. I'm scared. I'm scared. Yo, I'm not Very gonna lie. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking up a little yeah. bit more information about the Starcast, uh, the Starcast yeah. show, and it's I'll, saying that Paige might be there too. Yeah, she is confirmed oh. to be there. I was just going to mention that. That is her, I believe, her first post WWE appearance slash her, her first appearance uh, in like four years because they haven't booked her. Um, yeah. in WWE which is really sad so yeah Paige will be there we mentioned that Paige just announced her release from uh, WWE uh, la- a couple, few weeks ago at this point so that's coming up so that'll be cool but yeah no there's there's no like if Ric Flair I would guess at most that he's getting I don't know where the money's coming from but like at most $100,000 for this appearance and I don't even know what, like, yeah. what maybe sponsors pay for that. I don't know. They're, they're, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the tickets right now. So, interestingly enough, also on this weekend for Stargast, the roast of Lick, Ric Flair is happening. So, that yeah. is a, another part of the weekend festivities here. The prices for this, you would think this is a WWE event. 
Like seriously, not, the cheapest ticket, yeah, is Upper Bowl forty dollars. That's the cheapest ticket. Then there's also eighty dollars and ninety dollars for standard lower bowl and premium lower lower bowl. And then the meet and greets, the bracelets, like this is you know not a little bit. This is quite a bit of scratch here for for these uh, tickets. Yeah, very interesting. And Paige won't won't just she won't be working Star Cash. She'll just be having like a talking segment just in case. If no, likes. she's not. Uh, she is not. Yeah, wrestling. she's still not cleared for wrestling. I'm yeah, seeing a meet and greet. Um, she's doing the meet and greet as well here. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, uh, we are wishing safety on everybody for that weekend. <laughs> what world do we live in where Ric Flair can wrestle, but Paige can't? He's li- she's literally one. like a third mm-hmm. his age. Literally. Well, okay. Wait, maybe not quite a third his age. But Close, though. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Oof. injuries are nothing to play with. And, and no. You know, some of the it's not confirmed, but some of the 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 talk going into this was like, oh, Ric Flair went to like eight different doctors, and of the eight, seven told him he couldn't compete. You know, like that that was like the prevailing narrative, and I'm like, I don't want to hear that narrative. Like, why? I hope you're not using this to build the match because that's not going to make me want to watch the match. I will say, and just as just to mention this, I don't know. I want to be careful about this because I don't know a ton about it. But like, Ric Flair has had different legal troubles before. I don't mm. know to what extent he's had financial troubles. If those tie in, but that might be a reason why he's doing this. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more. I'm sure we'll talk more about this. Listen, the hope up. is that when they start the event. And they announce the opponent. You're hoping it's someone who is a good worker who can carry and who is safe. But if they say Ryback, run, delete your <laughs> delete, delete pay per view. Do not watch that pay per view. So true. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> the Miz would be great too if you know. But he's still. I mean, the Miz. The Miz. And Flair worked together, partnered mm-hmm. with each other briefly in WWE. Miz mm-hmm. uh, says that uh, Ric Flair was a major influence on him. And, uh, you know, Ric Flair gifted the figure four to Miz. And Miz is one of the safest workers to ever work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Don't I mean, give me that, that face, Matt. <laughs> well, no, it would be nice to see that. Um, and that's a, actually a whole other thing that I'm wondering. I'm like, why are you doing this? outside of wwe and i don't know you know rick flair does get he has gotten on people's bad side here and there it happens but it is interesting that he's not he's not in like he's not returning to well actually no it makes sense why he's not returning to a ring in wwe let me be clear about that right but um it is kind of sad because he could if it was a payday issue or something he could probably get a payday from wwe or aew um, I guess he just wants to wrestle at the ripe age of 97. <laughs> One last main event. 73. Seven. One yeah. last main event. I looked at the meet and greet roster. Daniel Bri- Brian Danielson is here for the for the meet and greet as well. Yeah. Um, Nero's because in here. Yeah. It seems like the star Kate, the star, the star cast mm. or whatever, it's an amalgam of a whole bunch of different promotions. So um and each and it's three days, so it's the whole as they call it the Starcast weekend. And um, 
Ric Flair's last match is on the 31st, but on the 29th and the 30th, there's going to be like NJPW uh, people are going to be there, Brian Davis and all that. So it, it's not just like, you know, unknown. No, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of familiar names here on this meet and greet roster. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how this goes. We'll see. We'll see. It, it Starcast is always a big draw. I think they might have it like is, yeah. pod, they used to have podcasters like do a lot of live podcasts. Live, from it. Yep. Um, uh-huh. We haven't been invited yet, so <laughs> um, just saying. Right. All right. Well, you see the Nashville cheap flight. <laughs> <laughs> That's it uh, for the news. Um, so, uh, if you want to send any long form questions to us, you can email us. Uh, send your email to wrestling at robhasawebsite dot com. You can also follow us on Twitter at wrestling wrap up or use hashtag wrestling wrap up um, to join the conversation. And of course, we are. Uh, you can join our unofficial official Facebook group. Job has a squadcast. Uh, earlier this week, uh, somebody, aka. Uh, Robert Sesternino called what? us cowards and told what? us to send the invite. And what did I do? I sent him the invite. Guess what? He hasn't done. Accepted it. Wait. So, <laughs> balls in your court, Rob C. Ba- Rob, the ball is in your court. <laughs> oh my God. I just cut the uh, cut a promo on our boss. Oh, that was a promo. Okay, Bob, Rob, Bob, Bob, Rob, Bob, Sester, Bob, Rob. Bob. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So Rob won't join. Well, I okay. First of all, I thought he was in Jop as a Squadcast. Maybe he's not. He was but not. If he's not, Rob. What's good, Rob? Come on, yeah. Rob. <laughs> The boss coming in. Delete all the delete all the stuff we put in there. Delete all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of Photoshop pictures of him on wrestlers' bodies. We should have done right. that. Missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, please. If you haven't already, go subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast by going to robhasawebsite dot com slash wrestling feed um you can also catch us i hope you're looking at us right now on the youtube page you can go to youtube at rob has a podcast youtube search wrestling wrap up and you will find us um oh the beginning of the month is coming up so uh a great time to join the rhap patreon um if you haven't you're missing out because we do lots of great things in there. The Patron Mafia, the, uh, the Five for Five, all exclusive content. So sign up by going to www.patreon.com slash RHAP to become a patron today. Yes, and I will mention that on this week's Patron Five or Five, uh, Rob, and uh, for those who don't know his wife, Nicole Sesternino, we're talking about wrestling and how it's affecting nice. the household. Uh, just know, <laughs> Rob, we have Rob and Nicole, we have you in our in our hearts. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick ad break. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager. Are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, 
Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right, so let's get to the highlights of the week. Every week, uh, we bring you the highlights of this week in wrestling across WWE, NXT, and AEW. This week was, it was weird. I don't know how it was a week that was actually, like, very full of things, but also full of nothing. It's very interesting. Um, mm. But basically, Money in the Bank is next week. Money in the Bank is literally in a week. So, you know, they're doing their last-minute um, booking of, of everything. Um, but unfortunately, we have to kind of start off the week with some really like bad news um, because uh, Bianca Belair comes out on Raw um, stating that she needs a new challenger at Money in the Bank because Rhea Ripley is injured. And I, this it truly kind of came out of left field here. Like, uh, yes. I don't think any of us was were really expecting this. Um so uh, Bianca announced a fatal five-way match to determine the next challenger uh, between Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, and Carmella. Uh, so bad news here, um, Matt. Yeah, I mean, bad news. And also, if we just, I mean, I get that they're very different. But if we look at what happened with Cody Rhodes and the ceremony around him being injured and having to take time off, it is sad that Rhea you know, didn't even get to record a video message or something to say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm out. Hey, I'll be back. I'm coming for you, Bianca. Um, and yeah, so Bianca announcing it was fine. And then it was very quickly, as you mentioned, the show must go on. And then, yeah. you know, we'll get back to Rhea and Bianca. But I I don't know. I wish, especially uh, fresh off that Cody stuff. Um, I wish that we would have had time to hear from her a little bit. I know, and I get what you're saying. My, yeah. I get that, but my only thought is it had to stay in character, and and the reason yeah. why, like, since mm. Rhea is a heel, it would kind of be kind of weird for her to announce it, gaining some sort of sympathy. So I, I kind of did yeah. like how they announced it with Bianca. Like normally they just throw up a graphic on Twitter or something, yeah, and we find out that way. But I think Bianca actually announcing it by showing that you know she is she kind of gave deference to Rhea like saying mm-hmm. like you know um uh, that unfortunately she has some bad news Rhea's injured and then she said when she kept that door open like I'm a fighting champion so when she comes back we're just putting it on pause like I actually truly did like that I thought it gave you know Bianca unfortunately has not had a lot of they haven't given her much storyline in the last yeah. few weeks and and all of her storyline has been wrapped up into somebody else's storyline we don't know how much the walkout really affected like her so i i actually truly did like like this because it, it made her look like a i, I love a good uh, fighting baby face champion and we all know i like the open challenges so mm. i i thought this did what it needed to do for bianca now on the Uh-oh. flip side like you said because Rhea didn't address the injury People on social media were like, oh, I don't believe it. Oh, it's work, blah, 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 blah. 
which led Rhea to have to come out on her Twitter to address the injury rumors by saying like, because people said she didn't look injured and she was like, okay, well, I had a a brain um, injury, brain teeth injury, apparently a few weeks on Raw. She was taking, I think, a DDT from Liv Morgan and her knee accidentally hit her face and we knew that she had was getting she had to get her teeth fixed yeah she she had posted about getting her teeth fixed a while back but now i guess they they've done some continual scans and maybe it might be concussion issues or something like that so it's like people be kind uh what do you think about all this i mean it's unfortunate right you never want to see or hear about a wrestler getting injured and sidelined especially if they're on the road to, you know, a bigger feud or a mm-hmm. title match. So it's an unfortunate time for it to come through here. That being said, like people need to lay off when, when wrestlers are injured, mm-hmm. don't, don't trivialize it. They tell you their sideline, take the sideline. Do not go onto the internet. And like give us proof. Why? Right. Like, who, what are yeah. you the, the, the principal? You need a medical note? Like, get out of here. <laughs> so Thank true. You. Yeah. So true. It doesn't it's make real. any sense. It's real, but it also, I mean, I I get where it comes from because it's weird because I believe that she was in I knew that she was injured when it was announced because it was on the dirt sheets and, and stuff. But the yeah, it's kind of the thing where it's like wrestling works works the fans so much that's like really are you playing (laughs) prove it prove it um but yeah people go a little too far obviously as Rhea pointed out and i'm glad that she could clap back a little bit on people questioning her teeth brain injury because they couldn't see it yeah and and like it sucks because that like we were saying i think last week or the week before like that is a match that i i love whenever they step in the ring together and I think having this alignment I can't wait to see how that works and then Rio with a judgment day was doing so like like so good and stuff so mm-hmm. like um it sucks but hopefully you know if she's not it didn't it, you know it doesn't seem like she'll be out too too long hopefully maybe we'll still look for like look at like maybe a, a SummerSlam match between the two of them that'd be great mm-hmm. but however long it takes is how long it takes you know what I'm saying and uh, Rhea's um Twitter game is still so strong between yeah. like posting fans like fan art of her which is like just amazing you love when when um wrestlers like respond to fans in, in such positive ways to also just posting thirst traps and being like, here, stay fed, y'all. <laughs> like, it's just so funny. Yeah, she and knows. I don't know if you mentioned fan art, and I don't know if she had, if this is new, but she had this like picture, she has this profile picture on Twitter mm-hmm. that she's basically just pointing at her teeth. And I don't know <laughs> when this happened, but, um, Clearly, she is a. She's definitely a good sport about all yeah. of this, right? Go go check out her timeline because it's just full of people. Like it's full of so much really cool fan art of her, and then also her retweeting people's like thirsting after her. It's very hilarious. <laughs> she sees you. She sees does you she see search that. for the tweets or is she does No, she's tagged in most of it. So. Okay, good for her. <laughs> She's diagnosed. So we hope she gets better soon. Um yeah. so it this led to Carmella winning the Fatal Five Way. So we're getting Carmella versus Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank. Uh, the great Edmo asked us Woo! 
uh, Carmella versus Bianca thoughts. I mean, makes sense. I mean, because um, Carmella being in the Money in the Bank match does does nothing at this point since she's won it twice already. Um, right. Yeah, being the first Miss Money in the Bank and, and even in the redo and, you know, really great iterations of, of the match itself. So, like, her being in it doesn't really help. She hasn't been doing much. And her and Bianca, that, that is one of the people, she is one of the people on the main roster where her and Bianca can sub in a match, like, be put yeah. in a match at last minute and they go. So, it makes all the sense in the world to me. Now, are we excited about it? Of course. We're like, no, what? we're mad because this is not a feud. Yeah. It just started. We got a week to go, you know, and and the whole I just want to come here for your title thing is not fun. But again, like most of everything that happens, you're going to have bad creative, but then the women or the wrestlers are going to go in there and show out. So, you know, Carmel and Bianca never disappoint. And so I'm excited. To, I'm excited to watch it. I'm just glad Bianca is doing something. I get to see her on my TV. So, um, and and it kind of makes sense because the rest of them are already in Money in the Bank. Like Liv and Alexa are already in. Only only Becky and Oscar were still uh, fighting for a spot, and they ended up um, they ended up doing a qualifying match later that night, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So it, it made sense. So, and and Carmella had they haven't utilized Carmella at all since she came back from her wedding. So yeah, she's like she's weirdly weirdly underrated is what I would call her because oh, yeah. she's obviously she's really she's been around a, a good while now. She's mm-hmm. solid in the ring. Like we don't really have any complaints about that. She wears those like kind of like sexy zookeeper outfits once in a while, <laughs> which you know you have to appreciate. And mm-hmm. you know, it's but you know, I, I'm glad that she's getting more opportunities to shine, even though it is a match that we like literally a year ago, I remember I think it was Bailey was out and then Carmella was the replacement. And yeah. she's like the go-to. Was she the replacement for someone earlier this year in a match with Bianca too? I can't remember, but Carmela, yeah, Carmela, um, Carmela is good for that. And and poor Bianca, this is the third time that some like a major opponent has been switched up on her at a at a major pay per view. Like this is what happened to her and Bailey in their last woman standing match at Money in the Bank last year. It's what happened to her at SummerSlam when um. Oh, that's what it was, Matt. When at SummerSlam, when Sasha oh. got pulled and yeah. got Carmella came out, and we thought it was going to be Carmella, but it ended up being Becky. And then um, this time, so poor Bianca. Yeah. It sucks that it keeps happening to her too, as well. And people are like, "Oh, is she cursed? She's not cursed. It just it happens." Right. Like the injury bug is truly going around right now. Yep. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, and I agree that I I think Carmella is very underrated, mostly because we know that she can pull off a character because she's pulled off many characters, and that she is actually really solid in the ring. Like like I said, if it's unfortunate for her that she came right at the same time or like right after the four horsewomen because she's always mm-hmm. going to be associated with them when she's like. Just as like she's good technically, but they're always just like a level above. It's just weird. Like Carmela's so good; she's actually really good in ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I, 
I don't know if it's her booking that was that doesn't follow it up. Like her last really good storyline, you know, uh, like the Reggie storyline was good, but it wasn't based on her wrestling. You know what I'm saying? They based so many of her gimmicks on her looks that it makes us think that she's not a good wrestler. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it feels like when I think of Carmella, anytime I've I've dropped off WWE, picked it back up, dropped off. It's like she's always been there consistently from the jump, but then she was like linked with Ellsworth while people were doing impressive stuff. And like, I feel like that was a time where she just distracted with that. Then there was Reggie. So Mm -hmm. I feel like because um, she hasn't really, she, she ends up in these positions where she's linked to other people that aren't really high up on the chart. She gets forgotten as someone who can consistently perform. I forgot mm-hmm. about the fact that she's won it twice and she won the first one, Mari. So mm-hmm. when you mentioned that, I was like, yeah, it's clear as day. You're giving Carmella a spot, giving her a pay-per-view match, giving her the pay-per-view payday. Uh, Bianca will most likely, I assume, retain, and then we just right. move over to right. SummerSlam. And these two can you know, put out a good match, I feel like. So I think that okay. all the way around, this is a great choice. Now the hope is maybe we see more from Carmella in the future doing something. Because mm-hmm. I do think she is someone who's oh, and before that she was like the the um, third person in the Enzo and Big Cast linkage. So exactly. I feel like often she keeps getting paired up in in more minimal spots with people that are you know the spotlights on them more, and Her I think and that's why she doesn't get. Oh, oh my god, I forgot too. about that. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. fun. The dance it was break. fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the thing though. Like it, 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 it's not that she and most of the all of those pairings have actually been really good and really successful. Yeah. But the problem is, it's almost like Carmella. It's as if Carmella is wrestling in, in twenty ten. Like I feel like she's specifically being told to dumb down her moveset to fit her characters. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. yeah, like I, I, I really think that she could, she can go like a lot of women in that era, she can go, but her character just doesn't dictate her to, to go like, yeah. just like uh, with the Ellsworth stuff, like she was a chicken shit heel who was supposed to try and do everything in their power to get out of the matches, including using a man that had no chin. Like that was the whole point of her character. So. <laughs> She, she's constantly having to, <laughs> you know, her and our truth would run all around the arena. It was so, so hilariously. Like, yeah. I, I truly feel like she, she can be held back from doing things just because of what she's done. And I think with the matches that she's been, she had with Bianca over the last, like, what the last two years really get, gave her a chance to, like, step up and show out. Truly, even though there wasn't like much story attached to to most of their their matches, um, so yeah, this is a Carmella appreciation moment here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So, uh, let's move on. So, Elias and Ezekiel are in the building. <laughs> we finally get the two brothers side by side. I don't know why anybody needs any more proof other than this. I think this is solid, hands-down proof that Ezekiel is Elias's little brother. Um, <laughs> God, WWE.com posted some great pictures of the two of them together, which we are showing. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube. But wow, yeah, I mean, they're clearly, this is, you can't deny it. They are together in these pictures. And we did see a segment of them together in the same room on the same couch, in fact. Yeah. 
Puya, have you been keeping up with the Elias Ezekiel stuff? Yeah. So, like I said, for me, when it comes to, to wrestling, I'll be on top of everything, then I'll drop off, then I'll be on top of everything, then I'll drop off. Right. So, I dropped off right around where um, Ezekiel gets introduced and mm-hmm. Kevin Owens is like, no, 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 no. You are Elias. And then I came back and it was still happening. Then I left. Then I came back and it's still happening, but it's fun every time. Like it has no business being as entertaining as it is. And maybe that is a, a bad look at what the product has been for a little bit, potentially, (laughs) but I enjoyed this. I feel like part of me almost feels like I would want Elias back more Mm -hmm. because especially given how in this week, Elias is not being a heel. He's kind of, you know, bigging up the Nebraska audience and and being nice. So a face Elias could intrigue me, but it was nice to see him back. I had seen people saying, you know what they're going to do? You know what they should do? They should bring in Damian Sandow to play the role of Ezekiel because he's also bearded (laughs) and he does imitate. He can do imitate like he did with Miz. I was like, Listen, if we're going to get Damian Sandow back somehow, I'm not mad at this. But I mean, WWE did a perfect job of completely selling this uh, illusion that they are the different people. But it was fun. I had fun. Yeah, yeah was, I, would, I think mm-hmm. I think I said a couple weeks ago they needed to do a face off kind of moment. And, you know, mm-hmm. on Renap over on Renap, Rob Nikiva covered mm-hmm. face off. I do think they should just do the surgeries and make yeah. your life. <laughs> Because Thank obviously you. he wasn't born with a with a brother, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, make two of them. Why not? I th- I think it's funny. I I agree with you, Puya. When they first did this, I was like, "Where are you going to go with this?" And like, I, I, there was a point where I was like, "Okay, this is really funny." I talked with you know, I talked with Rob about it, and he was telling me how this is this is Rob's favorite storyline, and how mm-hmm. I had initially got him into the storyline, and I was I liked the storyline at the beginning, but then it did feel like it was dipping, like it was going on too long. But this was this is the part that they really made it fresh. Like WWE is really good at like. Um, running something into the ground, like truly, utterly <laughs> running something into the ground. So the fact that this is going on this long, but it's still just as entertaining, and then they leveled up is just uh, hilarious. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and we could, do we call this long term storytelling? It's long term for I WWE. Mean, yeah, I, mean, yeah I like it. How long <laughs> has it been? What was it after WrestleMania? Russell. Right. Yeah. yeah, maybe the Raw after WrestleMania. Even. Raw after, it was right yeah. After it's yeah. been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> exactly. And it's like really paying off. Like this was so funny. And can I just say, whoever laid that beard? Oh my gosh, that was better hair work than, than all of Tyler Perry movies combined. Like that beard looked really good. I was like, they did a great job. Of oh, damn! Wait a minute. Look like Elias. Oh my god. Whoa, wait, I didn't even think about the fact that one of them didn't grow a beard, beard in a week. Yes. <laughs> that full wow. old beard, yes. And that that's like a good looking beard. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Extra yep. props. Yeah, extra props. Like wow. props to the weave and hair department. Like y'all did that because <laughs> it, it it looks like Elias. So face weave. 
And like Puya said, I, I, I kind of do want the Elias character back, which is like I was, I was telling you guys in, in pre, like the comments under the, the YouTube uh, of this is like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad Elias is back. And oh, Elias hasn't missed the step, even though he's been out for months. Like, it, it's so funny. Um, it, it's still hilarious. And I think like 70% of it is people like, wanting a, like missing they're glad that Elias the character is back you know mm-hmm. they, you know um, what's the other 30 percent <laughs> they, they really believe that he, they, okay he I just brother. wanted you to say it <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it culminates with Elias having a concert um KO coming out to um to interrupt the concert and full KO heel mode because you know KO is a heel when he mentions he's from he's French Canadian and he's French smarter Canadian, than yeah. everybody <laughs> in the room. Is it true? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Canadian heat isn't enough. I'm also French Canadian. Yes. Need more heat. <laughs> that yeah. was a lot. Yeah. Well, so I, I love when he does that. Yeah, that's the thing with the with the whole Ezekiel storyline is that they really picked the right person to make it entertaining. <laughs> Kevin right. Owens being outraged is always phenomenal, so it's been fun. <laughs> My worry for for this for this situation with with Ezekiel is eventually these two are going to be done with each other, right? Where does Ezekiel the wrestler go moving forward? I mm-hmm. feel like I don't know. I feel like the look is limiting. I feel like I don't know where they would want to put him, where they would slot him. Whereas if Kevin Owens like beats Ezekiel very, very brutally, goes ham on him, that could open the door for Elias to come save his brother and for Elias to make the permanent switch back. I feel like that's what I want personally. How do they do that? <laughs> they I, keep faking. Like, <laughs> I mean, he would have to go away for a couple of months, grow the beard, then come back. That's what that needs to happen. <laughs> well, that, right, that's what I was thinking. So, like, you yeah. have Kevin Owens brutally attack Ezekiel and announce that Ezekiel is is on the shelf, and then you have Elias come back. I mean, we always love a good. You, you have him return at at the Rumble, but that again, that's six months away. <laughs> like, no, a beard you know? like that would take. Like, if I shaved all of. <laughs> This this As will our come back expert, in about yes. three weeks. So a beard oh, wow. like, yeah, yeah, it'll come back quick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. A beard like Elias's would need probably two months, but it'll be back in two months. Yeah. Good to know. Two months. Yeah. Uh, I like how you like really are like, okay, uh, confidently it, it will take only two months. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because I um back in university I used to try and try different styles out and I knew I could get away with it because Worst case scenario, if I messed it up or anytime I was trimming my beard, if I didn't balance them right, I could just get rid of all of it and it'll be back in about two and a half weeks. I'll have like the beard back. So it was a good fail safe measure, you know? Nice. Yeah, I I agree. Like it, it, I I do want him to transition back to Elias because it it just made you want that gimmick back. Um, and, but I, I did like Rob's suggestion when, he, when we were talking about like Elias being like the three faces of Foley, like if he could introduce an, a third, like <laughs> that would kind of be like, like, yeah, like an older, older brother. Older, like, say, older brother. <laughs> say Kevin, say Kevin Owens, say we get a Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens at SummerSlam and it'll be like a loser quits WWE match, right? Mm-hmm. KO beats Ezekiel has to quit WWE. But two weeks later, we get uh, uh, Ezekiel and Elias's older, older brother mm-hmm. insert name with E here. And it's another different gimmick. 
that, again, KO then feuds with for the next few months, get rid of him, and then at the at the Rumble, we get all three of them. That would be hilarious. I, I, that, I, would I, be. that would be a great way to keep it going. And I think, and I think he has, like, Elias has the <laughs> I was like, should I call him Elias or Ezekiel? Like, it's just so, it's so messed up. Exactly. Um, he, he has the chops. He clearly has the chops, the acting chops. He has the audience behind him. And then he has the great foiling in Kevin Owens. So make it happen. Like, keep, keep stretching it. Keep, keep it going. Like, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm actually fine with saying that right now. Um, or, you know, another direction they could take it in with the, Elias Ezekiel thing is they could just have it where Elias becomes a bad influence on Ezekiel like his like I think of Dexter and like maybe um, Elias is Ezekiel's dark passenger and just starts negatively mm. influencing him we get like the heel version of him I like your idea a lot better but um, I don't know what this older older brother would look like <laughs> I, I do think what would be cool for WWE to do would be like maybe a street fight at some point where they go backstage out of view of the audience and then they just like have switch you know one of way. them run yeah they just yeah. switch it up or something or have that you know, would be really recorded cool. run in hopefully they do do that at some point like that's one reason I'm glad that this storyline hasn't ended because there's so much that they could do that would yes. be funny use those expensive cameras like you guys already started with the, with them being in the same room here like do something fun and, and um ha- have the, the twin magic going something like this is, it's truly been really really fun I, yeah. I like it and and again wrestling does not need to be serious all the time like it doesn't no. you know great when it's not yeah. and this is this is truly uh been uh making me laugh a little bit so I like it. Um, on SmackDown, we got Pat McAfee challenging bum-ass Corbin to a SummerSlam match. <laughs> and, and even though this feud is like just starting and it's kind of low on the radar, I yes, I, I just give me more of Pat McAfee continuously calling Corbin a bum-ass and then getting in the ring because I I had I just rewatched his his WrestleMania match against Austin Theory again. That was a good match. I keep forgetting, like, Pat can, like, legit go. So I want to see him in, in Corbin at SummerSlam. So I'm I'm down with this. I like this. And I'm so glad that Corbin has moved on from Madcap Moss. I'm so sick and tired of that. <laughs> so this was cute. I like this. I like Pat. Pat McAfee is such a good promo. So mm-hmm. I, I just had to include this in, in there. Um, are you looking forward to uh, Bumass Corbin versus Pat McAfee? Um, yes. Um, Pat, I feel like is able to hold down the audience when he needs to. I feel like the promo work was great. There was a moment when he said, and the millions, and I was like, that's not yours. Don't you say that again. <laughs> then he gave credit. He cited The Rock. I was like, okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But no, I think he's he's been a great addition into the mix here. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't need him to be wrestling every week but if you're gonna get him for a you know another big four pay-per-view potentially that i'm not mad at at all so and i I feel like corbin's a good one to pick to go with here and i feel like he'll be able to you know diss him all the way there and i think it'll be fun i think the promo work has been what's what i've enjoyed the most but he's not bad on the ring either so it's a win-win 
Yeah, and I mean, it, like, first of all, when did standing on the? I mean, I know when standing on the announce table became Pat McAfee's thing. It was like basically yeah. from his debut on yeah. SmackDown, but. I, it's amazing that he was just able to carve that out. Like, if you stand on the announce table, you're stealing my my gimmick. Which is like, <laughs> you know I love that. Um, love the shout out to the millions. Love, and you know what? I also do appreciate him calling Corbin an insufferable douchebag because, you know, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> the accuracy. <laughs> yes, we love that. Yes, I, and, and Pat McAfee is just so good on the announce table. Like, that's one reason why. Uh, on top I of it or both. just in general. <laughs> both. And and I don't know if people know, but like um if you go to a SmackDown show, like they post it sometimes on the YouTube, but like in between like commercials sometimes, Pat McAfee will do the McAfee minute on, on SmackDown and he'll stand up on the booth like that and just like go and promo for the audience and stuff. And so, like I said, sometimes they put it on YouTube, sometimes they don't, I think. But he's just really good at getting the crowd invested. He's a really good announcer. Like, I, one of the things I truly hate about Raw is I hate the announce team on Raw. Like, they have absolutely no chemistry. The lead guy still doesn't know the name of certain wrestling moves. And I feel like he's been here for at least almost a year at this point. I don't even know his name. I just remember they snatched up that other guy and placed this guy here. Um, and, yeah. and then poor Byron Saxon I, is always getting called names by Corey Graves. So I just can't, Which is, I can't do it. And then Corey Graves and, and we, we don't even yeah. go there. But. And like and, and the, the, the reason why I know old dude, I mean, other than actually knowing the wrestling moves myself, right. but the reason why I know that old dude doesn't know the wrestling moves <laughs> is because he'll say a wrestling move and Corey will immediately undermine him and say the correct one. And I'm just like, what is happening? Oof. Like, yeah, it's big oof. Like, raw commentator's table is very, very bad. So I truly appreciate what uh, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee are doing on SmackDown. And from all intents and purposes, from what we understand, they love having Pat McAfee as the announcer um, with Michael Cole. Like, him and Michael Cole are, like, really close now. And mm. so I'm just hoping, like, this is something that stays very long-term. Um, but we know how WWE WWE likes to have a small turnaround for the people, you know, that yeah. aren't the problem. <laughs> They'll keep yeah. problem people around. Johnny Ace. <laughs> but uh, Vince McMahon. The, yeah, the Come turnaround on. for others it can be short. So just uh like giving out a lot of appreciation today. Yeah. Um I um I used to hate Michael Cole back in like the early late two thousands, early tens. Mm-hmm. When he would get, he was just playing the heel role too much. I remember watching NXT before it was a promotion and when it was a reality show, and he was awful at pumping up that the product there. I, I despise oh, yeah. him. I have such a newfound appreciation for him over the last couple of years. I think, um, and I think him and Pat are a great combo. Mm-hmm. The Raw team is wild, yo. I, I, Truly. I what is this combination? More and more, it's weird because you know, growing up, Raw was always the A show, and, and right. SmackDown was the B show. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know that 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 was the case. Now it really is just weird because well, it's not the case now. SmackDown truly is the number one show now because they have been consistently mm-hmm. getting, getting ratings over uh, two million viewers. But then again, mm-hmm. it is you know cable television, right? The Fox bump, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. the Fox bump. So. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> oh, there's nothing else to go off of. Yeah. I just I feel like you know we've had people on the boot on the in the commentary booth the last couple of years that really came and went. Like I don't we, know who the yes. new guy is, but Me I feel neither. like there are a lot of people. We had um uh Mauro who ends up becoming oh. the host of Beyond the Edge was on yeah. WWE. Right. He's vanished. I don't know where like what happened. Well he there. well what happened was he was yeah. really good, but him and JBL, oh, yeah. JBL bullied him out of the spot. And then uh, <laughs> exactly. And JBL's still like brought in for pay per view pre shows, exactly. and like, he doesn't need to be. No one should choose J should choose JBL over Mauro Ronaldo. Exactly. Yeah, no one. Mauro was doing a great job in NXT, and then he he had to step down for mental health reasons. To there, Mauro so, has has a great wrestler announcer. Like you know, I specifically so wrestling good. commentary. Yeah, so that's he was awful, really good. Upsetting. Yeah, and then, and that yeah, very upsetting. Then we had you know Renee Young was on the announce table, but even she kind of from what we heard felt bullied she off of the like, announce. And yeah. she was great too. Yeah, yeah. so I just there, it, not having Beth Phoenix on regular announce team NXT. anymore. Yeah, yeah, she is on NXT. It's just like she was on NXT. She was, yeah, yeah she was. Now it's what? Who's on NXT now? It's Wade Barrett and um, probably Nigel McGuinness, yeah. maybe. I don't know if Nigel's there anymore. I don't know. I'm like, there's a... Uh, it's the other guy, Jordan. Something. You know, Mari. It's the... Oh, maybe it's the that, guy... That's so bad. Kyle? Like, Kyle? Not, not knowing the announce team is like... Do you think his name's probably Kyle? It just misses... Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a whole like portion of the package that is just missing or really bad. You know, and it just adds to the overall feeling that the product isn't good. Who is it, Matt? Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph, the Vic, former 205 him. Live comment, commentary. Uh, That's who I thought was Kyle. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the new guy on, on Raw is Jimmy Smith. But then... <laughs> Before him, there was a guy there for about a month and a half called Adnan yeah. Vert. Yeah, Adnan Vert. Yeah, Adnan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. Why did he? They get rid of him? Was he not good? Probably not. I mean, so, it's hard to be good in that situation. Like to, ju- he definitely didn't gel with them. Yeah. So, time. so from what? Yeah, from what we understood, the pre- he did the the pressure was mm. too much because he was still learning like all the names of the moves. He mm. had a really nice voice. I did like him, but he couldn't he couldn't really take trying to call the match and listen because that's ah. the main thing. Like he was saying, like there he was always getting there like instructions constantly constantly being yelled into your ear while you're also trying to talk Watching so it can be talk, very yeah. hard yeah to do and that's another thing that Renee Young also um complained about as well so yeah he just couldn't he after like a month or so he, he, he and then a not really good fan reaction he just kind of said he's it's not worth it I, I did feel bad for for Adnan could um, you imagine having having Vince McMahon in your ear, like just period, uh, telling you what, uh, let alone telling you what to say, but just his voice, like in your ear as you're <laughs> on live TV, especially now. It's not, yeah, I don't yeah, think I, I don't know what either. unsavory no, shit you. he's gonna be yelling into my ear, but I'm not gonna yeah. be here for it. Uh, yelling, especially, yeah, yelling, yeah, 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 yeah. 
They, like, Tell them it's you, disrespectful. Met, Tell the audience it, it's disrespectful. They walked away. Blah, 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 blah. Like no, I, no thanks. Shut yeah, up. No, I no, want to no. say yeah. it was Renee. I know. I hope I'm not misquoting her. But yeah, if you if you get something wrong, he's like yelling at you right then and there as you're still trying to push through. So it, it, it can be mm-hmm. very distracting. Um, jeez. Oh, yeah, commentary's been trash. Truly. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's get into these money in the bank qualifying matches. Um, so, Matt, do you have the graphics for who is? We'll start with the women. We'll see um, if there's a graphic of the match to pull up. But the match today. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I don't know if um, they have. I don't know if they have graphics online for who's well, in it. But so we'll far, see. so far, we have Lacey Evans. Um, Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez and Asuka. Uh, oh, and Shakti are currently they yeah they currently are qualified with I think one spot remaining if I remember correctly. Yes, and, and by the way, um, and there is a graphic of them from ww.com thank you wwe for always being on point with your photos unlike aew who needs to step it up but uh yeah i think this is up to date we're seeing alexa alexa bliss Liv morgan raquel rodriguez um lacey evans oscar and shotzi who doesn't have a last name anymore yeah they got they got raquel grinning so widely okay sorry let's not talk about how why she's very happy for being kind of in the middle of the she's doing well but like middle of the path you know I also think that there's still one spot open though too if I saw like the graphic from last night at the bottom of the the the, the match cards I think there is one more spot open I can't hmm. remember let me maybe let me google on, um, um, how so many I'm 411 mania is a website I used to keep up with a lot yeah. on their updated list it says versus two more tbd so it could be two more, more? Eight. eight allegedly that seems like a lot of people. i feel like they've done they've, they've done had eight, eight they've people eight. yeah they've done eight eight what i mean i'm like i'm trying to think who is going to be on who's who are you going to put in here uh Becky. okay so probably and becky's going to find a way on that yeah, yeah she'll find, find a way, way. And, yeah uh, i don't know on the women smack who's the other side. one you think if there's two are they doing it four and four, like four from SmackDown, four from Raw officially? Because right now it is three and three. That makes yeah. sense. I could see that being the case, right? And you have yeah. one one more qualifying match on each pro, uh, brand this upcoming week before the pay-per-view. That could check out. Yeah. And then they normally, like, um, sometimes they'll do a last chance match for the last spot. Yes. So... <laughs> So all the women who lost might be in that last chance spot. So for SmackDown, we're probably looking at Shayna Baszler, Tamina. Hmm. Oh, that's kind of it for SmackDown. The, of the two Zia Lee. Okay, yes, there it is. Zia Lee to me to um Tamina and Shayna Baszler. Maybe they'll do a triple threat to figure out who's the third. And then on Raw, Dewdrop and Nikki. Oh. And then Becky Lynch. There's also a Aaliyah on, on SmackDown. Right. It's just like the deep polls of like who else is actually there. <laughs> who but, else? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so normally they'll they might do something like that. I'm just trying to see uh, 
uh, reduce. Okay, so right. So back in 2020, the participants in the match were reduced from eight to six. So ah. was that so like the, that? it was eight initially, and then it was six in 2020. Let's see what it was in 2021. So. In yes. 2021. Look at, like, for the men's, we have five, and then here it says three more. So I think they've yeah. pushed it back up to eight, which is They're ironic eight. that they're doing this now when the rosters are more thin than they've been in a minute. Exactly. Two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Okay. So it was eight seven. last year. Okay. Uh, I was counting. Eight. Sorry. I was counting. Okay. So, no. so <laughs> seven. What? This, so, yeah, yeah. So last year when Nikki ASH won, there, it was eight people total. So, okay. So, yeah. So, it looks like it'll be, it'll be eight. So, we're still missing a few people here then. Um, uh, which means we probably won't have the full roster before we do our, our review podcast. We could make things up. Like, oh. like always. You could so, call your shot just boldly, but like very, with full confidence. Yeah, so I feel like Dewdrop got this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Matt, can you bring the the uh, already announced uh, women back up, please? <laughs> yeah, the picture. Yeah, I could I could bring up the picture, um, but yeah, I don't. You're, are you trying to figure out who fits in the picture, Mari? <laughs> no, 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 I'm trying to think of so of the of the women who have currently are already qualified. Do yeah. we have any oh. inklings of who might win? <laughs> no, like our pre pre reviews. <laughs> I know, I know, Puya maybe wanted to, to talk yeah, about maybe it. Puya, you have one. I do love me with some money in the bank. Um, it's yeah, interesting. Same. Because for me, um, there's a couple people on here who I don't know how their build up has been as Mm -hmm. a contender in the last couple months. So, for example, I'm looking at this and I'm like, is this where Alexa Bliss gets another opportunity to like jump back to the top? But Lacey Evans, they seemed like they were going to do that, but then they hot potatoed the hell out of it where... You're mm-hmm. good. No, you're face now. No, you're a heel. Oh, you're on Raw. No, no, no. Get back here. You're on SmackDown. So yeah, that could, I don't know. Are they going to do that again? Um, can you speak on um Shotzi and Raquel for me because they're two new for me, very new experiences here. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So shot. So Shotzi just qualified last night, yes. and up until this point, she's kind of just been. Like jogging, yeah. She right. hasn't even really been there though, like yeah. constantly. Exactly. She she has she was the one who was like trying to build up like a resistance. Like, hey, why do certain people only only certain people get title <laughs> shots? Like, we mm. need to be demanding title shots. And she's she's supposed to be a heel, and she's been trying to like she's been kind of going up against Ronda Rousey a little bit, but she's just literally just been jobbing Ronda. So, um. Raquel, on the other hand, Ra- Raquel Rodriguez, they've been like really pushing her, mm-hmm. so um, like a lot. And as we saw, she's kind of in the forefront of that picture there. The reason why I don't think mm-hmm. Alexa, first off, again, we've only had four. I think it's only been four women's money in the banks. Um, four. four Carmella, 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 um, Carmella, Alexa, Bailey, Becky. No, what? no, Becky Five? hasn't won it. Six? Sorry. No, no, no. Nikki Carmella and Carmella. Yeah, Carmella Carmella. Uh, mm. It was Alexa was second, if I remember correctly. Then it was Bailey. Uh-huh. 
Bailey won. There wasn't Nikki ASH. Yeah, Bailey won and cashed in that night. They they had it where they cashed in oh, the same night back to back. That's how they get you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Becky won it at some point too. But maybe I'm tripping. Look, Wait, I have. Why I, am I saying I know, you're I'm pulling it up. I, 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 have, I have it up. Don't don't even pull it up because I have it up. <laughs> um, Carmella, Alexa There's been Bliss, six. Bailey, you missed Oscar. Oscar, duh. Yeah, Oscar. <laughs> and then Nikki is it. Yeah. Okay. So I just don't like, I don't like repeats. I never liked yeah. repeats, but it, it makes more sense to have repeats in the men since they've been, do, been doing it for like 15 years, but the women is, it's only been six. So I don't want any repeats there. So I don't want Alexa to win. I don't, well, Carmella's not in it. I don't want Oscar to win it. Um, so, and Alexa and Liv it still are kind of, it, it, it's looking like they might push towards a tag team still yeah. because Alexa was kind of like sticking up for Liv in that segment on Raw um, earlier in the week. So I've, I, I don't, I, I'm kind of, I, I hope it sucks because I want Liv to kind of win it. I, well, you know? I, We'll talk more about this in our predictions yeah. episode, but I think it's going to be someone on the SmackDown side, just because they need to have someone up against Ronda Rousey next. Right now, it's uh, Natalia Neidhart, mm-hmm. and she's doing her thing with Ronda, which is, uh, <laughs> but um, they need someone. They need to put though. someone in this. Sp- yeah, no, she's amazing. And mm-hmm. it's, also, it's also probably really great work from Natalia, but we're, yeah. you know. We'll, we'll get there it. at some one. Uh, yeah, eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I agree, Matt. I'm thinking it's either going to be Lacey Evans or Raquel Rodriguez. I'm gonna. I'm going to struggle remembering her 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 new name. I swear. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can definitely see it being either one of the two of them. Unfortunately. All right, let's go to the <laughs> men's side. <laughs> let's do it. Um, Talk so, about it. So for the men who already qualified, mm-hmm. it's Omis, Sami Zayn, now um, McIntyre and Sheamus, and yes, Seth freaking Rollins. So, yeah, just five guys. Interesting. Burgers and fries. Yeah. <laughs> so... We need, we're looking for three more people. Seth and Omis are from Raw. The other three are from SmackDown. Yeah. So there's no way I don't, I, I can't see that AJ Lee, AJ Lee, Jesus, AJ <laughs> Styles. <laughs> you can't tell me that AJ Styles isn't getting in on this match, but also there's Riddle oh. too. Hmm. Wait, AJ, I mean, AJ might have the. Yeah, there's two from Raw, right? Right there's now, so Raw, there could yeah. be both of them could be the ones that fit in here. Riddle and oh, what that's about true. AJ? Mm-hmm. But then there's there's um like AJ and Finn Balor could have their little thing with their with Damian Priest and Finn Balor, right? Do we that didn't get anything thing? from Judgment Day this week though? Because they were no, did we? Right? Nothing we from Judgment Day. Did not. We did not. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't really last week. Last week we got like the pro video promo, but nothing in the ring, unless I'm misremembering. Yeah, yeah. Seth freaking Rollins did come out to mess with Riddle too. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe you'll get yeah. AJ Styles and Riddle versus Judgment Day to see who qualifies. Oh man, Riddle's gonna end up in this match, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is. Unfortunately. <laughs> 
I'm glad that they put Omis in here, though, because, yeah. you know, there's like all I could think as I was watching that match, I was like, watch out for the big boy. Like, yeah. bring him in here. Um, right. That would have been a travesty if he lost to Riddle there. And Bobby I don't Lashley. Think he, Bo- oh, won't. Bobby Lashley could he be won't, in here. No, no, no. He no, because he's he got won't. a match. He's got a match against Austin Theory. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it makes sense. I think it has to be like one of those four, unless I'm in, unless they throw Miz somewhere in there. Yeah, there's no sign of Miz could be in the mix. I feel like what's funny though is that I don't know who the other three are going to be, but I feel like our winner is on this poster right now. Oh, okay, mm. I, I kind of agree. But who are you mm. thinking? I think it's Seth. I just to me, really, Seth oh. is because. I'm thinking about where we're headed with these titles, right? Roman is going to verse Brock Lesnar again. Uh-huh. Um, who's going to take the title off of one of them? And to me, Seth is the clearest one that would give a new direction to the title. So uh-huh. that's where I think they would go. And also, obviously, Seth has one of the most iconic cash-ins of all time. So right. a sequel to that would be pretty sick. Um, and like uh-huh. you mentioned... The men have had a lot of winners, so if they one of them wins twice again, it's fine. Is this allowed? We'll we'll allow it. Um, uh-huh. so I could see it being him, but I do think this is a stellar group of people. Um, I'm a, I've been a big Sheamus guy since he debuted. Um, I did like Sheamus from Jump, so you know seeing him here is always fun. Sami Zayn is great. Um, Drew Sammy. Jerry, yeah, this is great. There's a great group of group of uh, where I feel like if any of them win, I'll take it. I'm not mad at it. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just like Uh-oh. Seth had one of the greatest Money in the Bank runs of all time. Mm-hmm. So why fuck that up? You know what I'm saying? Like why try and do it again? It's like don't don't mess with history. You know, Mari, but I know, WWE. Yeah, WWE. Yeah, like, WWE. You know. <laughs> yeah, this we, I, we're watching Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns part. 17 like <laughs> i'm tired i wish it was 17 it feels like 87 truly <laughs> um yeah no I, I agree but i also for me i think it's it's leaning towards uh drew to me because drew still Ooh. has the baby face backing on smackdown they basically kind of laid the 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 groundwork for an already built-in storyline of drew versus roman and the rumblings have been Drew versus Roman for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Paul Heyman trying to get Sheamus and Drew removed from the match, having to go through the Usos, but then um, the Usos um, uh, being, you know, the Street Profits uh, distracting the Usos, giving Sheamus and, and Drew the win, or, yeah. or should I say helping them secure the win, mm-hmm. um, I think it kind of means you've already kind of built in a, a feud there for Roman and, and Drew. So, and then Paul Heyman already uh, bringing up that Sheamus had successfully cashed in on Roman before. Mm. I, I, mm. I, I think, um, I think it, it could be a strong case for Drew here. I'm not mad at that. Drew hasn't won, which is, which would be fun, fun to see. Uh, I have a question yeah. about one of the past winners of the Money in the Bank briefcase, if I may. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this list. Otis won in 2020. Yeah, he did. But then in the who did he face and did he win or not, it's blank. What happened? Yeah. Who took that from him, Mari? Miz. The Miz. Oh, that's yeah. why it says the Miz Helena Cell next. That makes sense. So he mm-hmm. won the briefcase off of him? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It was, it, was, also, it was a long, drawn-out story that involved lawyers and court. By the way, one of my favorite Money in the Bank... Actually, no, we'll call it my, my favorite Money in the Bank match, possibly yet was that 2020 money in the bank where they did it at WWE headquarters where it was Mm -hmm. like the women's match and men's match intertwined. It's very funny. Very Mm -hmm. funny. I should go check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then they did all that. Just, I mean, that did kind of, because I'm remembering and I'm looking at it because the Miz took it away from Otis. Um, and I was just, all, I was about to say all of that. And, and the Miz did actually win the belt just to give mm-hmm. it to Bobby Lashley, started the hurt business. It, that was kind of worth it, though. It was kind of worth it. Sure. It was up. worth it. it. But I mean, they, but I feel bad for Otis. And, th- and this is kind of why I feel good about, well, this is why I think Seth would win here is because. They don't know what they're doing. Like, Mari, they had no... I'm sure when Miz won the briefcase, they didn't say, oh, we're going to have him cash in here and then use him as the transitional champion to give it to Bobby Lashley. They didn't Mm -hmm. know. There's no way that WWE had that figured out. And so I think putting it in the hands of someone like Seth, who's kind of versatile in that way, where you could put him in there for like a clean feud with the champion or have him reasonably beat someone and get the win, like mm-hmm. it makes it could make sense he could get a pin on roman and cash in successfully and yeah. then everything you said about drew also is very true where he's similarly like legitimate enough where they don't need to know what they're gonna do if they just give it to him and let him hold it for a little bit do you think there's a chance let's move ahead real quick of yeah. uh brock lesnar versus roman is there any chance brock's gonna take the the titles and and win at this point i do not care yeah, oh, I mean, really either not. trust. No, I don't even know. Here's a bit of interesting look I'm having here. So, Seth won the money in the bank, cashed it in on Brock Lesnar, took the belt. Then, four years later, five years later, Brock wins money in the bank, cashed it in on Seth Rollins, won the title. So, this mm-hmm. could be a part three of that same chain of events, which could be interesting, but. I just I want whoever wins the money in the bank to cash in successfully. That's my only requirement. Same. Le- yeah. Legally, you must win. If it's a failed cash in, I'm gonna be very mad. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We will yeah, see. and I would like a surprise one because last year Big E, amazing man that he is, uh, announced his cash in ahead of time, which was great because he beat Bobby Lashley for it. But mm-hmm. I, a good surprise one would be great. Um, yeah. It might mean we need a heel to have it, which would point to Seth. I don't know. I just don't know why we're trying to do the same story like we do, like <laughs> the third, the triple. Like I don't understand like why we're doing this, but I, I don't know. I am not excited. Yeah, I, I'm truly not <laughs> excited for this last man standing match. Good for no WWE. Words. Good for WWE. They have so much money now that they're just like. They'll just let them wrestle. Just like they're just letting whatever happens. As long as they mm-hmm. get it, like as long as it seems like they're putting in at least a little bit of effort, I think that they're they're good with that. It's kind of <laughs> sad though. <sighs> All right. So yeah, like uh, like me and Matt said, we're gonna go. We'll go way more in depth uh, with the Money in the Bank match and the the whole card on our preview show. You can expect that um, during the week, like we normally do. 
Um, but finally, before we uh, take a break, I want to talk about um, Wesley's uh, promo on NXT 2.0. NXT 2.0, <laughs> still yeah. good. You know, it's it's so very interesting what's going on there. Again, when I, it's one of those things where I, when I'm apathetic for wrestling, it, it kind of takes a toll on all of the wrestling, you know? So I was so excited about NXT 2.0 so many months ago, but it's kind of all just zapped with, yeah. you know, everything that's been going on lately. But I did want to um, bring up this promo because I thought Wesley did a great job in this promo. And I'm, I'm, I really hope that this is a step and a push that he needs to go solo because most of his career, from what I understand, has been in a tag team with Nash Carter. I forget what his real name is. Um, uh, both inside of WWE and, of course, outside of WWE as, as the Radicals rascals, whatever. Um, so this was a great promo. I like that they let him reference Nash Carter and, and having to drop him and all of that. Yeah. And then, I, what? You what? Just keep going, Mari. And, and then Trick Williams Oof. truly is just a treasure coming out, interrupting him. Right. And so I just, this was just a really good promo. What did that you was, think, Matt? That, that was the star for me of this promo was Trick Williams because, <laughs> I mean, look, Wesley comes out and he's like, you know, he's starting to cry. He's tearing up. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to cry. And I'm like, okay, nobody said that you were. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, he's he's getting upset. I think for me, the, the promo was really great, Mari. And he's mm-hmm. a great competitor and I want to see him Drive. I didn't love how much he was talking about Nash Carter. I'm yeah, like, who is gone because of which? Obviously, they didn't really allude to. They alluded to things exploding, and this was the other piece. Wesley alluded to things exploding beneath his feet when it's like, yeah. well, your tag team partner allegedly had like different domestic, domestic violence instances, but yeah. also had a picture of him doing like a Nazi salute. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, oh yeah, uh, it is yeah. wild. So, like, I was like, not, I was not into this promo as much. And then when Trick comes out and he's like, maybe your boy did this to himself or what however he yeah. it. I'm like yes we need accountability here that's the hero we all need Trick Williams you know I, I agree but I agree were but also like in the promo. yeah and I agree with that like accountability and you know nobody's praising Nash Carter right here no, right now no. but like it has to st- like you you, you can't invalidate somebody's emotions who has literally traveled the world with this person for like at least I want to say a real. decade or something like that. You know, at the very least, he he's um, you know he's acknowledging what happened and trying to move on from yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I just I just I don't know. I think it's just because I feel bad for Wesley because it's not through his actions that he was mm. stripped of a title. You know what I'm saying? And that you know he has to find so new funny. footing as somebody who has basically specialized in tag team uh, wrestling for so long and, and and has to go solo now like that's that's what i guess that's what my biggest thought process was it's like yeah. things are happening to him that are not, that weren't under his control you know well it's interesting too because really i mean for us we haven't talked about wesley much since that all happened which was Mm -hmm. wrestlemania weekend weekend and i mean since then and this is the part that maybe i haven't been as tapped that maybe we haven't been as tapped in on but like wesley has been appearing 
apparently he's had some yes. uh, rough attitude changes i'll call yes. them <laughs> so <laughs> i think that's like the low-key like in storyline in kayfabe what he's also feeling where he's like i'm sorry for my pain and my anger yeah um but i like it i like him a lot i yeah. don't know why i, I do like too yeah and like i was saying and and like so what's been happening is he's been having matches over the past few weeks against like sanga and zion quinn and what he's been doing is he's been taking out his anger on on them and that's what he he came to the ring to apologize for um basically to the audience like i he's talking about how all that pain rage and emotion was coming out in a way that he did not like so that i guess that's another reason why i kind of like it because it's kind of like you know, we talk about men expressing their feelings and trying that. to do it. Yeah, you know, trying to do it. Like, I love that this that the storyline is kind of talking about how using rage and anger and emotion isn't a, isn't a proper way to um, address your feelings. And then him saying he's yeah. not afraid to cry and stuff like that. Like, I think that's that's kind of like the deeper stuff that I don't know how much they're thinking about that, but it's something that I, I thought about. Um, it's but, really good work too. Yeah, um, uh-huh. but also, yeah, man, it's 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 rough. I wish Wes, I wish they figure out something else for him. But this is like maybe this is that next thing. The start, him, and yeah. this will lead to something. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Puya, what did this segment um, make? How did it make you feel? It was intriguing because I mean I didn't know the backstory to any of this. So yeah, hearing some of this, my eyes were about to fall out of my face. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, that's the thing with me with NXT 2.0. I haven't really been keeping an eye on it. So I was, you know, it was always, it was very nice to see this kind of mic work. And it was very cool seeing two different types where the, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Wesley or Trick? No, Wesley. Wesley's coming Mm -hmm. in, giving you the emotion, really drawing that feeling out of you. Mm-hmm. And then Trick comes out and and just shits on him. And it, was, it was a lot of fun to see the immediate like, no, 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 we're I'm still gonna come in here and pretend you didn't just have feelings and really give you a gut check. So I enjoyed the exchange; it was fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. All right, so let's just do a quick ad break and then we'll uh, switch gears to AW. All right, so not we're not gonna dive in too deep into this, but there were a few things that I, I thought I just wanted to bring up before we get out of here. Um, Jade Cargill, like we talked about her what, to like two weeks ago, oh I think gosh. it was that. But this is very interesting. Red Velvet gets her. injured. So Jade Cargill and Stokely Hathaway, the former um, Malcolm Bibbins on NXT 2.0, which that man is awesome. And I'm glad that, you know, we found out that he, it was him. He was the one who um, requested his leave, which is still really awkward since they basically let him stay on TV until the moment he was gone. And, you know, the um, Diamond Mine is kind of struggling right now, but Stokely is killing it as Jade's, like, manager. They are so funny because... Um, <laughs> the biggest thing about the biggest thing about them and the the kind of two videos I sent you guys is like it's it's blackness. It's truly just them being like we do in, love that incredibly like black. Like Stokely using using like language on this type of language on AEW in an authentic way 
has been very refreshing and really cool to see. But like we said, um, Red Velvet's injured. So uh, uh, Kier Hogan, Jade Cargill, Sylvie Hathaway, they're, they're going on a baddie search. They're saying, like, we need another baddie to add to the squad. Um, like, tag who you think we should add to the squad. This will be very interesting. Mm. I, I want to see who who it's going to be. I don't know, you know... I, I'm assuming it'll be another wrestler. So it's like, are they? Do they bring in Tasha Steels? Do they like? What do they do? What do they do here? So I, I, I'm so excited. And then still maintaining the like the um, she's still feuding with Athena, and so them Which um, we love. yeah, yeah, and and Athena. Dang it, who is who is on Athena's side in this feud? I forget. Oh my gosh. Um. Um. I don't know why. I'm not even going to get this right. Um, but uh, stalling, stalling, stalling. stalling, stalling. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, they're, it's, they're, they're doing a really good long-term, a, a long-term feud here. The baddie search is always uh, going to draw me in. And it's just, uh, um, I've been missing my injection of wrestling black girl magic. So mm. I just, I just, I just love it. By and the way, I, 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 I had a feeling about one person, which I was right. I always feel like she's Ooh. just there. For me, she's like, Anna J is one okay. of them. And then Chris Statlander is there too. Chris Statlander, yeah. They've People been, um, they've been, you think they're, you think Anna J is going to be a baddie? Oh, no. Oh, like, <laughs> no, they okay. were with Athena. They were with, they were with Athena. Athena. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, All I'm right. looking for this tweet, by the way, Mari, from Jade. Oh, I have, um, uh, it's in the, Mm, don't worry enough. i'll uh, i'll uh i'll i'll tag you under it because i do want you to end up in the baddie search yeah oh please don't <laughs> do not <laughs> do not <laughs> do not i still want to i still kind of want to do the baddie section if they come to dc but oh, we'll be in it i would have we'll to try and like convince friends to come with me like <laughs> <laughs> convince my girlfriends to come to a wrestle a hardcore wrestling show. Why? Yeah. You don't need anyone. I'm I'll be there. I'm a baddie, right? Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> that would be funny. The two of us yeah. and the baddie said No, I mean <laughs> I do still it. don't know I still don't know where Jade uh, feels What's about the being scale in the, of the, yeah, yeah. the baddie section. Um I don't well, we think they've inclusion. been really clear on that. Yeah, yeah, of course. We definitely want inclusion. So okay. uh, we'll see. I might do if I have to. Hey, <laughs> back, um the only other thing, um any oh, any thoughts on Jay Cargill, Puya? <laughs> Um, well, AEW, my biggest blind spot. Um, but all of ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean this was this is fun. I love her charisma. So I feel like that's the right person to have the title around them currently, obvi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'm assuming so to to ask questions and really out myself Please. as the the true unknown no, here. Cool. Um, so the baddies, they're a faction, and one of them's uh-huh. injured, and they're trying to replace that person currently. But then yes. obviously it's 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 a good way to get that Twitter campaign, Twitter stuff going because I do think uh-huh. ultimately they're going to just pick a wrestler. Um, yeah. I don't think it's mm. going to be similar to oh uh, you uh, in the audience come out and it's like the Santino Morella type thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, That'd you're you're cool. part of the universe now, so I don't think it's that. But um, no, I I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah, that would kind of be cool. They a lot of people are tagging like independent 
women wrestlers. So mm-hmm. that would kind of be cool if it's kind of like a semi-unknown independent wrestler that they're like, oh, you from the daddy section. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That would kind of be, be cool. But yeah, that's exactly it. Like the baddie search they just announced, which yes, they're looking for a new group member, but Jade has been doing the baddie section for a few months now where she, she um, tells women in their, in their city to come and tag her and DM her and she'll have like a special section for them. And we also found out this week, speaking of which the demos, like they've actually, which, why am I saying this? I don't, care about ratings. However, um, the Women 18 to 49 demo has actually, the ratings went up this week. Um, at mm-hmm. the same time that Warlow himself said on TV, well, he said in an interview that he wants to be one of the reasons why the women's demo um, goes up. So, what? And Wait, he, could you explain that? So, what does he mean by that? What does is, what is Wargo mean about, by saying he wants to be one of the reasons yeah. that the women watch AEW? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wargo, and he said it like as he was like shirtless or like something like that. Like, okay, yeah. Ward- <laughs> there has been so much thirst for Wardlow on my TL. Like, shout out to Lo from the Wrestling Wind Down. She has been like the spearheader of the, the Wardlow, like, um, thirst thirst uh thirsting squad like so shout out to low i love her and yeah the women love women love war though and i mean he said it it started happening it it seems like uh an audience that you know maybe Hmm. they hadn't have really thought about is starting to tune in so I mean, something's working. Well, well, uh, <laughs> they've, been call, mean, they've been calling him War Daddy. Like it's, it's War been, Daddy. Okay, that's where I draw the line. I don't know what he's doing on top of it. I don't know where this is the first picture that came up on Twitter. It's him standing on top of a cage. Um, it. I just feel like this is one of the pictures that look. We're going to take off this. This is too much thirst for our podcast, right? Now. <laughs> Too much so, space yeah. for the RHP so, YouTube. Something might be going right over there a little bit. Um, and then, so, but the biggest thing that I kind of wanted to yeah. bring up this week, of course, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view is today. <laughs> it, or, sorry, tomorrow. It's this week. So it's tomorrow. It's <laughs> on a Sunday. Um, or today when this drops. Who knows? Whenever this drops, it'll probably be out. On Sunday. Or, yeah, on Sunday. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um it's coming. Bri- Brian Danielson, who we who we have known have been has been injured for a few weeks now. He came out to officially announce that he will miss Forbidden Door and that he'll be he'll miss he'll miss uh, Blood and Guts, which is apparently the like a week from this past week so I guess on I guess it's going to be Forbidden Door and then immediately Blood and Guts yeah um, like but maybe special... I, let me double check that no yeah, no like it's the special dynamite like because yeah, they, do their, yeah. they did mm-hmm. like bash at the beach or something beach bra road, road rager like road Blood rager yeah. yeah very WCW is what it gives for dynamite yeah but, yeah yeah so yeah, so Blood and Guts is, is going to be that Wednesday. That of course is going to uh, feature the Blood and Guts match, which is just the uh, um, the uh, war, uh, war Games, basically. It's a it's a uh, differently styled version of War Games, and so um, since Brian Danielson announces he has to miss Forbidden Door, and 
uh, blood and guts, he teases a mystery replacement. He said he there's a man that um, I think is going to add great things to AEW. He is going to take my place. And because he's a heel, he's not telling us, which weird. Um, so uh, Brian Danielson <laughs> was supposed to face Zack Sabre Jr. at yeah. Forbidden Door. Now it's a mystery opponent. Um, from Mike in the John Has a Squad cast, he says, so is it Claudio slash Cesaro for Brian Danielson's guy? Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's what the, um, that's what we're all thinking. It's gonna, it might be Claudio. I so, like we'll formerly known as Cesaro. Uh, that, he's the one that a lot of us, a lot of people are thinking. There's also, um, I think Seth Grayson might be a, um, uh, replacement. It, he's Ooh. not. He's not. Yeah, he's not former WWE. I, is he like a? That sounds like a UFC person's name. Um, Seth Grayson. Seth Grayson. I, I think Seth Grayson. Name. I looked it up, and it's a character from House of Cards, but I'm assuming it's not him. Not him. <laughs> are, not are you sure it's not like character. a Doug Grayson or like a no, Stu Grayson or crap. something like that? Look at oh no, there's a Stu Grayson. Stu Grayson is a wrestler. Stu <laughs> <laughs> in the dark. Um, yeah, he's a Canadian pro wrestler, Stu Grayson. I don't think that's it, though. Oh my god, now it's gonna kill me. Well, uh, let me just hold make on. sure. Let me just make no, sure. No, he's uh, he's from. Okay, well, Stu Grayson is. In case anyone wants to is know, it Stu Grayson. Oh he's my god. he is a Canadian professional wrestler. Best known for his time in All Elite Wrestling from 2019 to 2019. Okay. I'm definitely not reading this. Okay. What it might is be it? That, that, that might be He left the promotion. Yeah, in 2022, which is this year. Yeah, like a month yeah. ago. Oh, his contract expired May 2nd. Okay. I hope they're not talking about him. No, that's what people are saying. That's like, like people are like, we're all gonna get our. Oh, uh, they said we're all gonna get our hopes up. That's gonna be Claudio, and then it might just be Stu Grayson. That's oh, like, yeah. I see. okay, yeah, okay. Um, another another um possible replacement they're saying might be Johnny Gargano. Ooh, which we haven't heard from Johnny Gargano in a minute. Um, I think his contract just ran out with WWE as well. He's taking a break to raise his daughter. Yeah, with with Candice. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, if if you're wondering, just go to the comments of the of the the YouTube clip that we'll have in the highlights of the week and our little mm-hmm. handy, handy playlist. Um, but uh, a lot of it is like, is it Gargano? Is it Claudio? Or is it going to be somebody who it's going to be a letdown? Do um, Grayson. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, do Grayson. I'm glad we got there though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm glad we got that. But yeah, so that's that's gonna be some intrigue. That's gonna be really cool to to watch. Okada showed up on on um, Dynamite. So uh, yeah, yeah. So Forbidden Doors tomorrow. Uh, did you get? Do you have the? Did you pull up the card there, Matt? Yeah, let me read the card off. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I just offered to read off the card because it's the longest freaking thing ever. But from the um, top of the card to the bottom of the card. John Moxley versus Tanahashi for the interim AEW World Championship because, of course, CM Punk is out. Jay White, who's the champion, versus Okada versus Adam Cole versus Adam Page for the... That's a lot of Adams. Uh, <laughs> for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. Oh. versus the mystery opponent, opponent for uh, Brian Danielson. We have FTR, uh, which is the former Revival, 
mm-hmm. who are the ROH champions, tag champions, and maybe, no, I think they're the ROH tag champions um, versus United Empire, who are the IWGP tag champions versus mm-hmm. Rapongi Vice, which is Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta. I'm getting so tired already. Uh, <laughs> for the, which is a three way for a winner takes all. Winner, winner takes all. ROH, Winner gets all the championships. That's oh my god, Osprey versus Orange Cassidy for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Thunder Rosa, who's the champ, versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. Pac versus Miro versus Clark Connors versus Malachi Black. Um, so all AEW people. For the AEW Atlantic, uh, All Atlantic Championship. Yeah, because Clark Connors had a takeover. um, Someone from New Japan's spot. Yeah. I'm not sure who it was. Because I didn't, I wasn't like tapped into that match as much. And then I saw that he replaced Replaced, um, somebody who people people are very disappointed. Yeah, Ishii. Ishii. Um, and then continuing on the card here, we're almost there. Darby <laughs> Allen, um, Takahashi, um, Shingo Takagi, and Sting versus the Young Bucks and Bullet Club, aka El Fantasmo and Hikulio. I don't know who, who that is. Um, but in eight man tag match, throw us under the bus. Um, and then there's uh, Shota Umuni, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and Eddie Kingston versus the Jericho Appreciation Society and Minoru Suzuki in a six-man tag match. They're stacking yeah. the hell out of this card. And there's still three more pre-show matches. What time then, does this start? I These are like, I this can be a five-hour show easily. Yeah. And that match is going to lead to the Blood and Guts match on Wednesday because it's going to be the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club in the in Blood and Guts. So, wow. Yeah. So, so you're just not, you're not going to do the I'll read the pre show matches. matches. (laughs) Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus Suzuki Goon. Uh, tag team match. It's Chaos in another match. Chaos versus The Factory, which is uh, QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. And then the mm-hmm. probably the first pre-show match is Max Caster and The Gun Club, which is oh, Austin yeah. Gun, Billy Gun, who's uh-huh. somehow still able to wrestle Wrestling? after like 50 freaking years wrestling or whatever. If um, Rick Flair can do it. Yeah. <laughs> if Rick Flair can do it, anyone can do it. It's the lesson <laughs> of this episode. Versus um, Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, the DKC, and Yuya U- Uemura. And I don't... Okay, Kevin Knight is the one name I know here because he's a Jersey guy. Like, I've, I know Kevin Knight and he is also like Actually, he's probably not sixty, but he's he's getting closer to that. He's been wrestling for like thirty years. So mm. wild! They just love to throw anyone and everyone they can on these cards. Yeah, it is mm. a lot. Oof. Well, all right. Well, if we catch it, we catch it. If we don't, we don't. I hope um, someone appreciated um, me reading off all of those matches and feels like you know what? Let's let's watch this show because of that. Matt worked very hard on reading this <laughs> this whole lineup. It was a lot of lineup, Matt, so I commend you. Thank you. If they even I get one buy that. off of that, that's all credit to you. <laughs> they will get one. They will get one, I'm sure. Yeah. Not me. Well, <laughs> that was your, you did your service. You did your bit for them. That's it. That's all they're getting from you is reading out the, the roster. Yeah. Thank you. 
All right. Well, that's it for the highlights of the week. All the highlights can be found in a very handy playlist that you can see in our show notes and descriptions. You can also see time codes and anything else um, that we decide to include in the show show notes and descriptions. Puya, thank you so, so much uh, for coming. Thank you for uh, uh, putting your spin on it, giving us your, your insights. We love having you on. We're so happy that we kind of, kind of got you back into wrestling, just a little bit. Um, you keep me in it. You keep me in it. I'm not going to lie to you. And and I've said this last time. I'll say it again. You two are the hardest working podcast on this network. <laughs> with, with how much good work that goes into all these clips, three different shows, multiple promotions that you're keeping eyes on. This ain't easy. This is not it's easy. Not, it's I appreciate you both. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, you so much. You. We do. What do you have coming up, Puya? So, the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast still going strong. I had also the aforementioned Rob Cesarino on with me this week oh. uh, to talk about 90 Day. It was a lot of fun. And then I will be talking to Kirsten McKinnis coming up this upcoming week over there. Um, aside from that, podcastically speaking, this is the only other appearance I've got for the meanwhile. Obviously, the three of us, uh, I'm sorry, me and Matt were involved with a RHAP Big Brother uh, podcast yeah. for Brand Steel yeah. that Mari live tweeted that I was that was so funny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so we had a good time with that. And uh, aside from that, I Twitch, uh, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I this is going to be tonight's going to be my fourth out of five nights in a row. It's been a oh, fun wow. time. Join us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes, can't wait for that. Matt, yeah. where can the people find you? Look, obviously, you can find me at the Wrestling Rehab Up right here every single week. Never would miss a week. Um, mm-hmm. And you can find me at Matt Scott GW on the social media. Puya mentioned the Brent Steele that we did. Um, you could check that out. That was a lot of fun. Just RHAP podcasters either live tweeting the Brent Steele, which was entertaining and probably led to some wild tweets out of context. Yeah. And then also <laughs> like just the 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 us everyone kind of embracing their character. It got very real. Puya had mm-hmm. his championship belt, which I one day want to win from him um in some kind of match refereed by Mari. So we'll get yep. there. Um, yeah. But other than that, again Matt Scott TW, um The Pride has spoken. Check that out. Um that has been a great series that me, Dr. Evie Jagoda and Grace Leader, aka Stella Skews you um mm-hmm. <laughs> have uh been, you know, have been producing all Pride month. And so we have the final episode coming out this coming Wednesday featuring Ricard from Survivor 41 and interview there and just actually a bunch of voicemails from a ton of of survivors about um, I wouldn't say about a dozen survivor players, queer survivor players submitted voicemails. So definitely worth checking out. We are doing an Instagram live on RHAP at Rehapgrams um, on Monday night around 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So also check out me, Grace, and Evie doing that. And of course, 
There's also Pod Friends. So you can listen to Pod Friends. This week's episode features uh, Beth Dixon, who is phenomenal, who you who many of you in this network probably know. Um, well, maybe from a lot of places, but um, definitely from the RuPaul's Drag Race uh, wrap up and coverage, uh, which is incredible. Uh, shout out to Liana. Shout out to Aman, who is uh-huh. not on Big Brother. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's basically where you could find me. And Mari, where could the people find you? Okay, well, you know, every Tuesday, me and Sarah Carradine bring you True Crime Tuesdays to RHAP. Um, so this past week, we did uh, Keep Sweet, uh, Pray and Obey, which has been, you know, that was a lot of talk of town. It's a docu-series on Netflix that we broke down um, with the wonderful guest, Gia Worthy, of the Survivor um, um Diversity Initiative campaign. Um, and coming up this week, we have a huge guest. Um, and uh, we're talking about Undercurrent on HBO, um, about a um, journalist who was murdered on a man-made submarine wow. by a megalomaniac millionaire. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. If you want to know more about that, um, go to su- subscribe to us at the crime scene feed by going to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed and then following us on <laughs> on Twitter at crime scene RHAP. That's crime S-E-E-N-R-H-A-P on Twitter to get noticed when we drop the episodes. If you subscribe to us directly, you get your true crime on Tuesday. If you don't, you get it on Wednesday. <laughs> Um. Yeah, y'all look. Yeah, go check it. You gotta listen to hear that story. It's a it's a very very interesting story. The property was very good. Um, and our guest is a well known um true crime podcaster and writer, uh, Rebecca Lavone. And oh. It, oh my god, it's such a good episode. Such a good episode. So, um, go check us out at Crime Scene if you haven't already. Also. Me and the big boss man, Rob Sessionino, did a Naked and Afraid Excel special edition uh, uh, podcast episode where we talked about uh, last week's latest episode of Naked and Afraid Excel on top of another like Naked and Afraid episode. Um, I explained the Naked and Afraid universe to Rob and he kind of broke down what it was like surviving in the Amazon to me. So it was a really fun um, podcast. Yes, go check it out. Uh, I had once tasked Puya to watch an episode of Naked and Afraid and he is still yet to do it. Over well, a now, year later. I'm not going to do it now because <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm watching it because of Rob. If I watch it, it's because of Mari. <laughs> so I'm going to hold off a little bit. <laughs> sure, sure. But I will um, listen to the podcast. So. Yes, yeah. The podcast is really good. It was really fun. So just go check that out. Even if you if you like Thinking Afraid, if you have no idea what we're even talking about, just go go check that out. That's that's truly, really, really fun. Um but other than that, um, please go rate, review, and subscribe to the uh, Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. Um, you know, rating, subscribing helps uh, get us on other people's feeds, and we really appreciate it. Um, again, you can always email us by sending your emails to wrestling at robhasawebsite.com, and you can tweet us using hashtag Wrestling Rehab Up. Um, any, any last words, Matt? <laughs> 
I mean, before my last Haven't we said it all, though? Haven't we really (laughs) said it all? Like, this episode, this, I think we made a lot out of this week in wrestling, which was a a lot different than last week, but a good way to start to dip our toes back in. And I'm excited because we'll be back um, in really just a few days to do our Money in the Bank predictions with a couple of phenomenal guests. So, Mm Watch out for any flying clotheslines or something okay. like that. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Remember, wrestling is for everybody, but not all wrestling is for everyone. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come up, lay it down, just like Matt Mari. Wrestling over half up's gonna make you sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Full of Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like a young couple of huh? Best podcast, rush it in the air, huh? From the rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down, just like Matt Mari. Wrestling over half up's gonna make you sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Thank <laughs> you.